0: Hey, before we start the show this week, did you know that in just five minutes, you could potentially make a huge impact on the future of the Bears? All you need to do is sign up to the RFL's Our League platform and select the Bears as one of your teams. It's free to join. It's packed full of rugby league news, competitions, videos, and loads more besides. But our following on that platform might influence future funding decisions. So we need as many fans on there as possible. Even if you put us a second choice, we won't mind. Make a difference in just a few minutes today. Head over to rugby-league.com ourleague to create your account and pick the Bears as one of your teams. Right, on with the show. Welcome to Bear Necessities, your official Coventry Bears podcast that lives at CoventryBears.com and is available wherever you prefer to listen. I'm one of your hosts, Dave Musson, and this week's show is something a little different. As you're probably aware, the Bears game against Workington last week was postponed because the Cumbrians had a number of players test positive for COVID. But rather than have another unscheduled week off, we decided to do something a little different and something we've wanted to do on this podcast for a while now. So what am I talking about? Well, This time out, we're getting to know some of the players and we hope this will be the first of many more shows where we get some of the first team on for a chat. So this week, we've got three players joining us, all of whom have had very different and very interesting routes into the game and to the Bears. So later on, we will hear from one of the contenders for Bears player of the year so far in Jack Dawson, who has effortlessly stepped up to League One after playing for Derby Elks last year and we're also going to be joined by Darius Hamilton, a midlander who took up the sport in the army and joined up with the Bears just days after returning from a tour of duty in Iraq. But first up, Josh Dunn, a man mountain who started 2021 strongly and has continued to get better and better every week after joining the Bears from the Connaught Rugby Union Academy just before the start of the season. So, Settle in to find out more about a guy who is tearing up trees this year and has perhaps the most unlikely Shropshire accent you've ever heard. Um, Josh, great to have you on the podcast. Welcome. Um, how are you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, Dave. Not too bad at all. Thanks for having me.
0: You're, you're very welcome. Um, So I guess before we get into, into your story and how you ended up at the Bears, just, just a bit of a reflection from you of the season so far. We're basically halfway through. Um, some some terrific results from the Bears, and and you've been involved pretty much throughout. How how are you enjoying your first season with the club?
1: Yeah, like to be fair, I've, uh, I've been loving this. Obviously, like to be fair, like, we've got as we I know we've said in a couple of the other podcasts, like we have we have got a very good group at Cob this year, and all the boys have been putting in the shift in training and in games. And I think to be fair, like we've had some extremely good performances throughout pretty much all the games unfortunately like you know yourself like we've kind of been competing kind of on top of the teams really for say 60 minutes of the game and then in a couple of games and we've just kind of eased off the pedal and and let teams back in unfortunately and that's where we've got we've had a had some losses as well games which to be honest I think I think we were dominating in them but like then again like you look at the game we had had now last week against Hunslet like and it just shows that like that game was kind of different we didn't put in the best of performances from the start but then we went into the obviously second half then we started picking it up and it just showed the quality that we can have and the belief in the side when we when we just keep keep on the ball keep doing the simple things right and then letting our lads play then because we have a good amount of talent in the squad
0: definitely so bring it on to you because you you're you're a new name in the squad this year and and like our introduction to you for, for craig and i in the podcast we we have quite we're lucky we have quite close contact with um with alan robinson and stuff and he was telling us how training was going he was sending us pictures he'd taken at training and we were both like who is that giant in the background uh-huh. and um and he told us a bit about you that you'd, you'd come through the uh, the connor rugby union system and people can obviously hear you you've you've got an Irish accent, but am I right in thinking you're actually from the Midlands? Like what 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 is your story? Just just give, to give people a bit of a background on, on you.
1: Um so yeah, so first of all, uh, I'm from Whitchurch in Shropshire. So that'd be that'd be kind of I guess Northwest Midlands. So yeah, I've been lived here since we were one like since I was one. So been brought up over here, but I my dad's from Dublin. Uh, my mom's from actually from Birmingham, but my dad's from Dublin. So I guess I kind of had a small bit of a twang off of him. But then um, I moved over to moved over to Ireland. Then three years ago, joined Cardiff Academy over there, and I guess it kind of just a bit more of a bit more of the accent while I was there, and it seems to kind of stuck. To be honest, so that's why I have a bit of a bit of a strange sound.
0: <laughs> and and if you're in that that rugby union system, then how? How yeah. can we? How can we've got the pleasure of having you over at the Bears this year? What, what, why? What was? This, what was the appeal of rugby league?
1: Yeah, so I've like obviously, been from kind of northwest, like Warrington wouldn't be too far from from us. So I've kind of always watched, always watched rugby league, and always been interested in it. Uh, but I've always I played, started playing rugby when I was ten. So I went from that. I went at Union all the way through. But I've always watched league, and always at some point wanted to give it a crack. But yeah, and as I as I went along, kind of things kept kicking off in in union, so that's the path I went down. And then basically, I when I went over to Connacht, I uh, spent obviously three years in the academy over there. And then basically, once you get to the end of the academy, you either get off the pro contract or you or that's your time done with the club. So for me, the way it worked out with uh, over COVID, obviously a lot. It's a difficult time to try and get a pro contract anywhere. So. When I did finish up with Connect, I was kind of looking at looking at my options, and for me, it felt like a good time for like there was an opportunity to come over and give rugby league a go, which I've always wanted to give a shot. And for me, it was a chance, a case of I'm never going to get the opportunity to give it give it another go, so that's why I chose to go down down the league route and join with commentary because for me, it's always been something I wanted to give a go, and now I've had the I've got the do
0: it. And has it has it been much of a challenge to to switch between the codes for you?
1: It has been tougher than what I was expecting. I was kind of thinking, obviously, I knew it was going to be difficult, largely from a fitness point of view. But for me, I kind of obviously watching the two games, you kind of it's all the same core skills um, in general. But what I kind of didn't realize is just how I guess different, just kind of and the the flow of the game is. So that's what's been the main difficulty for me to pick up. I have the Obviously, the skills from playing rugby in the past, but it's in that it's just really, you know, yourself that game awareness, game sharpness, decision making, which only comes from ex- experience playing the game. But thankfully, like the boys, the boys at commentary have been great. Into so obviously from the coaches, helping me obviously understand and the game. But then, as well, on the flip side of that, the players, as well, lads like Coatsy, Scotty, just especially the game leaders, just really like sometimes they'll literally pull me back into position or just chat or constantly be chatting to me. Sam Barron's another one for that. Just constantly telling me where to get into the position. So that's what's really made the transition so much easier. So then I don't have to think, I can just execute what they're asking of me. And obviously as we go game on game, I'm picking things up and realising what I need to do myself.
0: Yeah, well, look, I wanted to mention that. I mean, you, you are effectively learning on the job with this, but you've you've managed to hold your place in the team. I mean, where you play this season is, is a... It's a very competitive position. I mean, we, we, I've already talked to, I've already talked to Darius for this episode, and you know he's he's sort of on the sideline champion at the bit, and, and we've got real strength and depth. You've been able to hold your place as you continue to learn the game and continue to improve. That that must give you real confidence in in your own ability.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like as you said, the depth we have in the squad at the minute is something which in previous years we haven't been lucky enough to have. And especially looking around, I know obviously at the beginning, I know Richard was talking about, I think on one of the first podcasts, was talking about how they were trying to straighten up the middles because that's kind of where, that's where we've always been kind of lacking. Whereas, but going into the season now, we've, with the recruitment, the boys are done. We've ended up now having an extremely strong set of middles, especially, especially our propped And said, like, if, if there's a game where if you don't perform that well, then there's someone else to come in and take your place, and all of a sudden, then now you're trying to take that place back off them, and it, it's great to, it is creating a really good competitive edge, especially in the middle of the park. I, I feel
0: there's always been a quite a strong Irish connection at the Bears. I mean, obviously with, with people like Alan and, and my, my co-host Craig as well, and, and more recently, um, Mikey Russell was a real fan favorite, and we had our Irish um, people in the in the staff as well. Like, were you aware of that before you joined the club? And are, are you proud to to continue that that legacy?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Like I wasn't aware of it when I first came in. I obviously knew about Alan, but like when obviously once I once I turned up when I got there, I realized there was a couple, even a couple of the lads like Peter and Brad as well, who were who are also Irish. Like I found out when I got to I think it was the first training session, I ended up chatting to Peter, and it turned out that he'd done a bit of um he'd done like a bit of um work experience with Connor, so he knew a few of the lads i played with over there so <laughs> it kind of shows you what a small i guess a small community rugby is in general but yeah definitely definitely something proud of to be able to have in the squad and we actually have got a pretty diverse squad to be fair obviously with the lads like the fanos Prum, that was that was with us a couple obviously scotty and the boys with background so we are quite quite diverse really for a rugby league team
0: and i can't i can't mention ireland without mentioning the World Cup, which fingers crossed is, is still going to happen this year. I mean, th- is, is that, is that on you? Is that something you're looking at? Is that, is that something that's on your, on your radar in terms of a, a possible goal to to achieve?
1: It'd definitely be something that I absolutely love the opportunity. Like, you know yourself as a kid, when you start playing as a kid, that's always something you dream of doing. And if I got the opportunity, then that'd be amazing. And I'd love to hopefully get the chance, but you know yourself like coming into a new game i like the main the main job for me has just been learn, trying to understand and learn the game and obviously on the best i can for commentary and hopefully if doing that, that something comes up then obviously that'd be amazing and fingers crossed see what would happen but at the minute just kind of just got to take it one step at a time keep performing for the commentary and hopefully see if anything does, does come of it then as I said, that'd be amazing
0: so we're, we're- basically at a halfway point in the season I mentioned already like um, in terms of the rest of this year what what do you see the rest of this season holding for this squad how how far can it go
1: like as a squad I honestly think that like we can like we've shown we've shown in performances that many many times in games that we we have the capability to go and really push any team that are in the league and as, you, as you've seen from a lot of the results in the league this season as well like there's games going on every week where teams are beating teams they shouldn't be or lads are losing to teams that they shouldn't be losing to like it's it's really has been one of those seasons where there's really it's kind of difficult to predict what, what's going to happen really but from from what I know of the squad we have that I definitely say like looking to push for top six 100% like obviously we're looking for hopefully a couple of games to go our way as well but all we can do is concentrate on ourselves 100% I, I think that as a group we need to be looking for top six because we're the talent we have in the squad, and I know the commitment lads are putting in off the pitch as well. 100 deserving of it. And and
0: just lastly, what what about you? Are you are you thinking much beyond this year? Are you are you properly hooked on rugby league now? What what, what are your plans?
1: Yeah, like to be fair, it's it's a good question. For me personally, it's still still very very much up in the air. See. Obviously, coming from a union background, I've, I know a lot of people in, in the union game, but I really have, I really have enjoyed my time in league so far. And just the, just the flow of the game, like it, I just feel like it's something which really suits me and I've enjoyed. Um, so be honest, i for me, it's literally still taking it one game at a time and kind of see, see what happens. Two opportunities may arise and see how the season continues to go. But definitely rugby league is definitely something that I've probably taken to even more than what I was expecting I was going to Uh, like I have loved every second of it and 100% I would love to to keep playing it
0: great stuff well Josh we've really enjoyed watching you play already this season looking forward to seeing how you continue to grow the rest of it good luck for the rest of the year and thanks so much for joining us
1: yeah cheers Dave thanks very much appreciate it
0: Huge thanks to Josh Dunn, can't wait to see how he continues to develop his skills over the second half of this season. Okay, still to come, we've got Darius Hamilton talking about playing rugby league in the army and the state of the game in the Midlands. But first, let's hear from one of this season's star performers. Jack Dawson, a man from rugby league country who found himself playing the game in the Midlands and someone who has been influential throughout this season, whatever position he's played. Jack, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you on. How are you doing?
2: Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. Good to be here. Thanks for the invite.
0: No no worries. Um, I've got to start by talking about the, uh, the Hunslet game. I mean, quite a spectacular match and you played a key role in it with, with three tries. I mean, I've still not quite comprehended what happened there. Have you managed to, to work out what went on in those last 10 minutes yet?
2: Uh, not fully, to be honest. I think we just sort of showed real sort of character and determination just to stick in at the end. And there's a real sort of composed air to it as well. No one was panicking and we all just sort of stuck to our jobs and and, and did them well.
0: You, this is your, your, your first season in League One and... I mean, we've commented on the on the podcast uh, what I find you've been for the Bears, and and just how comfortable you look at this level right away. You seem to have really just taken to to League One like a duck to water. Have you have you found it easy to settle into to the Bears and, and to the league?
2: To be honest, I've, I've, I've just focused on on trying to do a good job for the for the team and and uh, just sort of put the effort in at training the lads and the coach and stuff been great sort of integrating new lads into the team this year so I think that's played a, an important role in being able to turn that into decent performances on the pitch
0: and you, you seem to have been able to cover a, a multitude of positions I mean off the top of my head I can I can remember you playing second row and centre probably on both edges you've you, You did a stint on the wing as well. I mean, you're in danger of turning into a bit of John O'Shea this season. And Is that that the goal? Are you going to try and tick off every position before the season's done?
2: Yeah, well, it seems like I'm working my way there. I'm not sure if I'll ever get a stint at half or or hooker. (laughs) But yeah, I've I've, I've been playing a a couple of different positions this year, but it it is just to try and sort of fill in um, other positions. Obviously, the, the winger one was a bit of an impromptu move due to injuries on the day um so I don't think that'll be happening again either
0: I'm curious to hear a bit more about your your journey that has brought you to Coventry because because people listening will will hear your accent and you're clearly not a Midlander and I know from looking at at your background you've been in the, the Bradford setup and stuff like that but the Bears picked you up from Derby Elk so how does how does somebody from rugby league country end up playing in derby uh
2: just work really um i moved to derby in 2017 for work Mm -hmm. it's a bit of a weird story one of my mates from uni um he was he was on a stag deal with jamie baxter one of the coaches at derby rugby league and they just got talking about rugby and my mate mentioned that i was living in derby now so contacted through that and started playing playing for them
0: and, and what was it like playing playing with Derby? What sort of level is is that like?
2: Uh, it's not too bad, to be fair. There's, there's there's quite a few good players there. I think it's a bit of a sort of an untapped area for the league, and it, and it is growing in that area as well.
0: I was going to ask if the, if there was like, have you, have you got sort of teammates you've left behind that you might be giving a nudge to to Rich and Alan and say go and go and check out these guys?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've got a de- decent youth setup as well, so I'm sure through through the years to come. And there'll be a few lads that'll come up through that system as well.
0: And and what what is the state of rugby league like in the East Midlands? Because obviously the Bears have been doing some hard work this year in terms of setting up satellite clubs and and the tri tag rugby is getting adults playing and stuff. And and the Bears are a very clear pathway for people on on the west side of the Midlands. But but over in the East Midlands, there's always been talk of teams maybe coming into League One, and it's never quite come to f- fruition. Like you know how what do people think of the sport over there? Is it is it is it something they, they gravitate towards? And, and and do you see I mean you mentioned the Elks had good junior system? Is is there a good junior system in, on that side of it?
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I know, I know the Elks have certainly got a decent system and and, and other clubs are in the process of setting up uh, good systems as well. You've got Sherwood, Wolf Hunt and uh, Nottingham Outlaws over over that side as well. Um so there are, there are a good few teams with, with decent setups out there.
0: And and then how did you how did you end up hooking up with the Bears then? Was that something you you reached out to the club for did, did they hear about you? How did that come about?
2: Um, well, I, I know Richard Squires from a sort of way back when we went on a pioneer's tour together at university, and he did a bit of stuff while I was at coaching while I was at Bradford Uni as well. Um, so I think he'd heard I, I was in the area and sort of invited me to come down and, and have a go.
0: And, and what do you think of the the Bears as a, as a setup? They're, they're they're a club that often gets talked about as as being one that people should look at and and sort of almost see as, as an example of how to how to go about things in the right way in a, in a non-traditional area like, have you been impressed by by how the clubs run
2: yeah i've been really impressed um i, I think we've shown it this year with, with a few few surprise results um that we've got against a few of the bigger teams i mean yeah we're not one of your sort of traditional hot areas for rugby league but we've definitely surprised a few people this year and um, we'll help them Hope to do so.
0: Well, I wanted to ask you actually, I mean, in terms of we're basically halfway through the season now, um, I guess two parts to the question um, in terms of what you want to get from the rest of this season. I start off like from, from your own point of view. I mean, you, you know, you've, you sort of, you've come into the team and your performances have pretty much made you undroppable. Um, I'm guessing you just want to continue that for the, through the rest of the season and, and, continue to progress have you got any specific goals in mind personally from from the rest of this year
2: um i I think just personally just sort of try and try and keep the same sort of standards i've been setting in the game so far obviously looking to to build on what we've done as a team so far we've not necessarily got the points i think for the performances we're putting um but we've definitely been building and things have been moving in in the right direction so hopefully the second half of the season we can really kick on and and get a few more points on the board.
0: And how far do you think this, this team can go? Because it feels like there's a real good um, spirit in the squad this year. And and before the season started, the coaches were talking about playoffs and things. Is, is that still does that still feel within reach? Yeah, I, th- I think that's still achievable. Look
2: at the table, we're not that far behind a player spot in terms of points. Um, so if we get a good string of results through in the early parts of the second half of the season, then it's something that we can definitely push for and achieve.
0: Great stuff. Great stuff. Well, um, Jack, it's been, it's been a pleasure talking to you and um, it's, been, it's been terrific watching you sort of settle into this Bears squad and, and uh, do the business on the pitch. I think you, you've quickly turned into a fan favourite. So good luck for the rest of the season and thanks ever so much for joining us on the pod.
2: No problem. Cheers. Thanks for having me.
0: Massive thanks to Jack Dawson for joining us. What a find he has been. Okay, last up, it's time to hear from Darius Hamilton, who has a fascinating story, and while he hasn't been on the pitch as much as other members of the squad so far this year, still has plenty to offer for this Bears side, as anyone who's seen him play will testify. So, um, Darius, wel- welcome to the podcast. How are you doing?
3: Yeah, yeah, good, thanks. Cheers, thanks for having me, Dave.
0: So, I guess to start off, before we get into into your background a bit, um, just how are you enjoying being part of this Bears class of 2021? It seems From watching from the stands, it seems like there's a really good spirit in the squad this year.
3: Yeah, it's a brilliant squad. It's an honour to, you know, to be out there with the guys. What a year. What a year for Bears fans, for fans of the sport, you know, whether, you, whether you're north of the wall or, um, you know, southerners, as they call us. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant to be a part of the club at the minute.
0: For you in particular, it's quite a lot of competition for places in your position and you, you are having to bide your time a bit in terms of getting onto the pitch. Do, does that competition, is that something you, you enjoy
3: having? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think... You know, last season, obviously prior to COVID, there's a bit of uncertainty in the air. So, me and a few of the guys, you know, namely uh, Will Bud and what have you, um, we were kind of like, you know, who have we got to sort of push? us into positions um so was no real competition and yet now you know with the likes of you know Pete Ryan's obviously he's, he's known as the enforcer you got the rest of the guys that you know everyone's everyone's pushing everyone to uh play the best that they can so yeah it's quite yeah competition is high but you know I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have it any other way you know at the minute so
0: people who are listening closely they'll have they'll have noticed a, a distinct Midlands accent when you speak um
3: yeah and, and that's what's left of it
0: <laughs> I mean that makes you un- unusual for a start for a rugby league player being being somebody from the Midlands. And um I don't know how many Bears fans will be aware, but you you served in the British Army. And if I if I understand things correctly, is that is that where you started playing rugby league? What what's what's your what's your story? What's your journey towards rugby league?
3: So yeah, you know, as a as a Birmingham lad, South Birmingham, born and raised, joined in the army at what, 20? I was about 21. So yeah, the time that I joined the army, I was still playing rugby union. Played rugby union locally for for the likes of Bourneville. I was in the Mosley cell growing up. You know, nothing, nothing too major. And then after a few years of being in the uh, army, I uh, started to notice that a lot of the guys, you know, that that played, that would say they'd play rugby, but I'd never see them. They were like, you know, we play rugby league, and I and I wanted to sort of just. Find out what that was. So, uh, so I went down to training one time and just found this completely new sport. You know, I'd never, I'd, you know, I'd never, never witnessed it, never watched it on TV or anything like that. It was always just union. And then, yeah, just seeing how how aggressive and how fast paced the game was, I was, uh, I was sort of bitten pretty much from the get go. Like. And yeah, that's that's when I started getting into it. So,
0: and, and was that was that the attraction for you compared to to union that that extra aggression and those extra collisions?
3: Yeah, I think um, you know being a prop myself, so I was always a prop in um, in, in rugby union. I kind of you know I, I did love scrummaging. I was more of a scrum, scrum artist um, as people called me. But you know, I really wanted to to be able to run with the ball. I enjoyed running the ball, you know running with the ball, passing you know both hands and stuff like that. And I just felt that. In union, you know, I was starved of that. I was never, I was never looked at as, you know, like a big ball carrier or whatever. I was more of a, you know, a, a tactician, a scrum, a scrum tactician. So I think, yeah, the the ferocity and the aggression that comes with uh, carrying the ball, you know, is, uh, you know, very one-up man, you know, man-on-man, man, you know, who who can hit the hardest. And I, I really uh, got bitten by that uh, by that challenge. Uh,
0: what, what was it like? playing league um for the army like what what sort of who, who are you who are you playing up against and, and and how do you fit the games in as well
3: so with with the army setup there's a series of uh different leagues so you have sort of your regiment which is wherever you're based so you have your regimental team then you'll have uh, the core um which is an amalgamation of loads of different regiments um, that all come under one cap badge, and then above that you have the the army, which is all of those cap badges together, and then you then have the tri-service, so UK armed forces, um, and that's the army, navy, and RAF. So that's the sort of that's the sort of layout as it as it goes up. So at sort of our level, you tend to have, um, it's only really cores that have teams. So my core is the, the Remi, the Royal Electrical Mechanical Engineers. We've been the the Lawson Cup ch- uh, champions two years in the bounce, um, and we, we're hoping to take it again this year. But that's, yeah, it's really, you know, it's really strong following in in all the cores actually in the army. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's fierce competition. We've got some really good players Definitely.
0: You still serving now? Are you?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as as we speak, I'm I'm just at camp at the moment, based out of uh, MOD Lynham, which is um sort of near near Swindon, not too far away from Swindon. So it's it's a bit it's a bit of a mission from uh from Coventry, but I've got to make the trip because you know I wouldn't I wouldn't miss it for the world. You know, being with the boys and what have you. So
0: so bringing it on to Coventry and the Bears, like how how did you end up hooking up with the Bears and, and- being part of the best setup
3: so you know as, as I was saying earlier about being a, a scrum artist and what have you with the uh when I played union. I always really wanted to to get properly into rugby league. So after I'd played for about a season or two uh with my core, I um I was actually in uh in Iraq and, you know, I was watching loads of Super League and I was watching loads of NRL and stuff and I was just like, you know, the thought of coming back and just going back to back to scrummaging again wasn't wasn't really that appealing to me. However I was I thought, you know, I just want to give rugby league a go, um give it a shot and see, you know, see where I can get to. So I spoke to our team manager at the time, Andy Files, for the core this was um, and just said, look, you know, it, is there any uh, local amateur teams or, you know, that have been near to the Midlands that, that might be looking to take me on as sort of, um, you know, uh, uh, take me on during training type thing, you know, just ru- just to run out against the first team and whatever, hold the pads for them and just sort of learn uh, learning the game and then after after a couple of days so he, he sent me a little form so i filled out kind of like a, pro, a player profile and then he then started pinging that out and i said look what are the chances of sending it to Cov? i know quite well established anyway um just seeing if um if they'll sort of take me on strength and just you know sort of keep me in the back burner whilst i'm learning the game and um yeah lo and behold uh, alan alan gave me a, a shot um so once i come back from iraq i then went straight to uh well, with we um a couple of days at home, um and then we had a we had a, a training session. So I went out, you know, got a run out with the boys, got my first first few carries, you know, first started being on my back, and then uh, yeah, I was bitten, and that was it. And then from then, that was when they uh, they offered me my uh my first sort of uh, contract to stay with the Bears.
0: And you, because I remember I remember you making your debut in that friendly against Broncos back at the start of twenty twenty, and you you really made an impression. Like you went on the pitch for for loads of time but I distinctly remember you doing some really good carries and stuff and and, and Alan was really bigging you up there I mean that that must have been a big confidence boost to go from from being in Iraq and and just wanting to play a rugby league to then being involved in, in the Bears first team
3: yeah, massively. Um, I mean, like you know, like I said, I, I spoke to um to uh, Andy Files, and I sort of said, I'd be happy just getting with an amateur team at the moment, just because I just really want to learn the game, and you know, it's a new challenge, and I don't want to, I don't want to start off and too high, uh, you know, too high level, and you know, not be able to uh, perform. And he said, look, you know, I, I trust in your abilities and stuff like that. You just got to go out and perform. And then, yeah, with that, with that first game, uh, it was yeah, it was brilliant just to just to be in the atmosphere and get all the nerves out of the way and just get that first. you know those first couple of uh, big carries and stuff and yeah and I was I was really happy with my performance and stuff at the time and you know Alan and Rich were you know they were you know they were quite happy with me as well and said look you know keep going on the trajectory you're going and you know you'll be you'll be playing you'll be playing for the first team in no time so and then yeah that sort of leads us on to where to where we're at now um in the new season obviously I've only had one cap this season which is you know it's quite gutting but it's good to be a part of the part of the group and I'm still learning and developing personally and um I'm so so much more comfortable you know know actually on the ball and, and out on the park with the boys so yeah I'm just ready another shot. So
0: what are your hopes then for the, the second half of this season then with the Bears I guess both individually and and from a team level like what, how far do you think this team can go this year?
3: Uh, pff, sky's the limit I think I think um anyone that's anyone that's in the way that, that that we're playing at the moment the uh you know the the feeling of the group you know we're a really really tightly bound click you know we've got guys that are all the way up in newcastle down in london you know midlanders like myself and we all look forward to training every week there's always banter thrown around and stuff and uh that that sort of transcending onto the pitch as well, and then we just started turning it up in training. Started really screwing the nuts. Started throwing everything at us, and then now when we are playing, we're just going with the mantra that no one's going to throw anything as as hard as no one's going to throw anything at us as hard as we do uh, in training. So you know, I think that really really is showing out on the out on the pitch.
0: And, and I'm, I'm guessing for you, you you just you just want to get on the pitch a bit more.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's it's brilliant. It's brilliant for you know some of the lads. You know, the likes of you know the likes of Pete Ryan. He's you know he's having a stormer of a season at the moment. You know, seeing seeing blokes like him putting the performances that, that that we have done, and you know the likes of Josh Dunn as well. He's having an amazing season at the moment. And yeah, just seeing those guys, you know, really, really uh, sort of gets me going to, to sort of see them performing so well. And yeah, I'm just chomping at the bit to get back on the pitch I've
0: got to ask you before before we uh, we wrap this up, but particularly with you being a Midland. Uh, really keen to hear your thoughts on on the state of rugby league in the midlands specifically i mean we, we've talked on the show about the community work the bears done and they're, they're clearly getting a lot of people playing rugby league but it, it also feels like there's a there's a big opportunity in this area that perhaps isn't being exploited on, on a national level like as a player look like, we hear administru- administrators talk about this all the time and journalists and stuff but as a player who is from the Midlands? Who has found the game and is now playing for a Midlands team? Like, what do you think when you look at rugby league in the Midlands right now?
3: I think that I think I'd be lying if I said that there wasn't a clear divide. I think that we can we can all sort of you know you hear whispers and stuff uh, you know especially on you know, people certain people on Twitter and what have you that, uh, that are that you know constantly writing us off and saying that you've kind of got the uh, the rugby league purists that are uh, uh, sort of based out of the north and they tend to just it almost seems like they want to keep the you know the the sport almost like an underground sport and keep it purely into the north like I don't I don't quite understand it um I love the sport you know it's it's you know it's taken over a, a large portion of my life I devote pretty much all my time to you know either watching it playing it training it and what have you and I you know I'm I'm trying to trying to spread the word you know around the midlands and down south and 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 what have you that rugby league exists and it's and it's amazing and can have you have you in tears one day and you know it can have you bouncing for joy the next and i just think that you know if people really did truly love the game why would you not want to see it grow and i think that yeah it is it is quite apparent that there's certain individuals in the game that almost don't want to see it grow and it's a shame really i think but saying that you know the the work that that alan and the, the the guys here at cov um are doing are actually growing the sport um and it's yeah it's brilliant to see it's brilliant to see all the you know the the junior leagues and stuff that we're trying to set up at the moment and you know really really spread the word great
0: stuff great stuff well Darius, it has been brilliant to have you on the podcast um really appreciate you joining us and uh looking forward to seeing you get on the pitch a bit more in the second half of the season so best of luck for the rest of the year and um and i'll speak to you soon
3: happy days cheers dave thanks for having me
0: Great stuff from Darius, huge thanks to him and we look forward to seeing him get some more minutes over the rest of this season and show everyone in League One just what he can do. Okay, that wraps up this episode. I really hope you've enjoyed getting to know some of the players a bit more. As I said at the start, we'd love to do more of these, so do let us know who you think we should chat to next. Otherwise, we'll be back to normal next week and all things permitting, bringing you news and reaction from this Friday's rearranged game against the Keithley Cougars. Tickets are on sale for that now. Make sure you pick up yours. Get down to the Butts Park Arena for a terrific night under the Friday night lights and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening.